Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up, what up, and welcome in. I'm Jeff Nowak, and this is First Take here on WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 in the Odyssey app. And it's kind of gross outside Let's go to Steve Geller, who's out in Tampa Bay. What's the weather like over there? Are we, are we going to have to deal with some gross conditions for this game as well? No, not at all, Jeff. It is a partly cloudy day, but 78 degrees. The sun is shining here in Raymond James Stadium. They've been doing some audio checks right now, so excuse the uh, noise if that ends up coming through. But currently a perfect day, and right around kickoff, it should get down into the lower 70s, maybe high 60s kind of thing. But uh, no rain in the forecast. Wind is very minimal. So a gorgeous night for primetime football for the Saints. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Florida, the state of Florida has been very uh, hospitable for the New Orleans Saints in the last few years. So if you go back to 2020, the Saints went in there, 38-3 win. If you go back to week one of 2021, Saints go down there and play the Packers, 38-3 win. I can't remember what week it was, but when they went in there and played the Bucks last season, I think it was week 15, actually, 9-0 wins. So if you are a Saints fan and you see the Saints in Florida, you should be optimistic. Steve, am I, am I crazy or does the state of Florida like the Saints? No, I mean, even when, I don't know if you mentioned in that, uh, that rundown, too, when the Saints got displaced, we, uh, we played the yep. Green Bay yeah, Packers. Jacksonville, yep. Right. So, you know, things have been going well here. Things have been going well in Raymond James Stadium. The last four times the Saints have been here, they've come away with wins. So let's make it five in a row tonight because it is, uh, you know, I always hate the term must win game. But tonight is a must win for this team if they want any shot, any shot of making the playoffs. Yeah, it feels like we've said every week this is a must-win game. So, and honestly, that's kind of why I. But hate, this really is. Yeah, that's why I kind of hate saying the term "must-win game" because it kind of <laughs> takes away the the uh, emphasis when it actually is a must-win game. Um, and yeah, so let's just kind of look at that. Like every week leading up to this, you kind of like, man, the Saints really need to win this. Well, this is the week where if they don't win this game, we can stop talking about the Saints winning the division, making the playoffs. Like it still would be mathematically possible. But if you go down to the Bucks this week, not only are you going to be, uh, you know, two and a half games back with four games left to go, you will have lost the tiebreakers. You will effectively be three games back. And that's, there's just, you know, it's not even worth talking about at that point. But if you go down there and you win or you go over there and you win a game, you are a half game back and you have split the season series one to one. So you move to division record, which would be two and two for both teams. And then so you could feasibly go into your next matchup, which would be a Sunday game against the against the Falcons, which was announced today by the NFL. And theoretically, if the Bucks lose to the 49ers, be tied for the division lead and tied in division record, and tied in the head-to-head. And it would just be a matter of going and beating the Falcons and beating the Panthers. So this is a game that 
it really will determine whether this whether this team has a chance over the next four weeks. Yeah, and of course you mentioned that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after this matchup have to go to San Francisco, but <laughs> of course the 49ers will not have their quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, their second QB to go down for this season. So now they got a rookie under center. Will they make a play for Baker Mayfield? There's a lot of questions with San Fran right now, but all that aside, yeah, this Saints team has to take care of business tonight. I know, and how many times have we said that already this season too? And he sure is purdy. That's the that's the quarterback <laughs> for the 49ers. I think it's something Brock Purdy, maybe. I don't even. I've, I've never even heard of the guy. But yeah, so yeah, I saw some people uh, surmising that oh, maybe they go after Colin Kaepernick. Maybe they go after even Drew Brees. That would be something, right? Um, but yeah, so well, it he, is. He did just get hit by lightning, so he's been rejuvenated. We don't need to give that story any more juice than it had. They that was oh. a very poorly. Sp- yeah, yeah, there you go. Any more wattage? <laughs> yeah, uh, sure am. I sure do love my lightning bet. Anyway. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, so th- that's just like the, the same season in a nutshell, right? They go out to San Francisco. They deal with Jimmy Garoppolo at the height of his powers. Then the, we're like, man, well, this team has a really good chance of beating the, beating the Bucs if the way we saw them play. And then all of a sudden the next week, the week before they play the Bucs, Jimmy G goes down for the season with a broken ankle, broken foot, whatever it was. And, yes. uh, yeah, so I still think that team will beat the Bucs, but it's a much bigger question when you don't have the starting quarterback. Um, but speaking of injuries, let's go through what we are looking at for this game because, yeah. believe it or not, the Saints are finally starting to feel healthy at, at a very important time of the season. They, you do have four players who have been ruled out. One of those, I think, and probably the most significant, is tight end Jawan Johnson, You know, the Agreed. team leader in touchdown receptions with five. Um, he's out with an ankle injury, and that's going to that's gonna force the Saints to get creative. They don't really have a ton of depth at tight end, and the reason being Taysom Hill is not a tight end, or at least he has not been being used as a tight end. So normally you'd say, well, they, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll move everyone up the line, but it wouldn't just be having Taysom Hill move up the pecking order at tight end. It would be having him change his role from what he has been doing to actually participating as a tight end. So I think that's pretty significant. Yeah, and- uh, obviously, like you said, too, the team leader in touchdown receptions, which nobody would have obviously guessed heading into this season. Uh, but Jawan Johnson definitely has made himself a factor in this offense and definitely a guy that we've seen Andy Dalton kind of lean on a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what happens now that we get to see finally the Adam Troutman show yeah. get unveiled because it really has not been a factor at all this season and I feel like it's just carried over since getting a concussion in Green Bay. Just this whole season's felt like a fog for Troutman. Uh, and I, I just I just wonder, you know, when are we going to see his development more in this offense? When's he going to get more comfortable or acclimated or, or even just adjusted to a quarterback with Andy Dalton? Because he's had like one or two impressive catches in a game, but then just disappears. Yeah, it, he hasn't really been used. You know, I don't think we have seen the standard elevations for today's game yet, unless I missed them. No, we have not. Yeah, so, you know, that'll be interesting to watch because Lucas Krull is sitting there on the practice squad. We haven't seen him participate yet, but he could be in today's game if they decide to elevate him. J.P. Holtz is another guy who is technically a tight end, but I don't even think he's been even considered as a pass catcher this season. So I don't know if, if he's a guy you look at. But, yeah, so that's that's an impact. Five touchdown catches from Juwan. He will not get his sixth today uh going down the line safety jt gray special teams ace he will miss again with a hamstring injury defensive end peyton turner still dealing with that ankle injury he'll miss another game and safety pj williams dealing with a knee injury he'll miss another game so the positive thing is that's the entire list so Juwan johnson is really the only player that you're adding there 
But you do you, – the notable thing is that there are players who aren't on that list, right? And uh, a couple of those players, they're listed as questionable. Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore and, and linebacker Pete Werner. Pete Werner dealing with an ankle injury. He's missed four weeks. And Marshawn Lattimore has been out since the Seahawks game. I have a feeling he's going to be out there today more be, just because of sheer will than anything else because he wants to return the favor to Mike Evans uh, who got both of them ejected with a cheap shot in that week two matchup and really, really swung that game. I think if you want to go back and look at it, like that was a significant point in that game. It was three to three at the time. Both those guys got ejected. It was a much bigger hit for the saints than it was for the bucks because Mike Evans never does anything when he's matched up with Marshawn Lattimore. So the biggest thing he could have done is get Marshawn out of the game. And that's what he did. Um, so those are two guys who will be really interesting if they can get them back. And that'll really put them pretty close to full strength on defense. Also, too, with Courtney Roby, uh, Bradley, Bradley Roby, sorry, cornerback. Yeah, he's he went through the concussion protocol, and I know it was finally limited on Saturday, so I would assume he has cleared through, you mm-hmm. know, everything, and they'll be ready to return. That'll be interesting to see. And then you got three Saints dealing with illness that are also questions, and Kevin White, Malcolm Roach, and Contavia Street. So those guys also a question mark going into this one. I think out of that group, obviously, with Malcolm Roach and Contavia Street, that, um, that'd be kind of problematic for the front line, which is already having issues this year. Yeah, so I'm not going to go completely out on that limb to say he's cleared the concussion protocol because as we saw with Chris Olave when he was dealing with it, he was limited in practice, but he still hadn't been cleared by the independent neurologist, which is the last step you have to go through to return to play. So I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm not saying he has, but it would it is possible for him to have gotten back to practice without fully clearing it. So that's going to be a question that, uh, that we'll get the answer to around game time, whether he is actually active or not. Um, but the interesting thing is on the on the Bucks side, there's only one player listed as out, but it is a significant name, and it's left tackle Tristan <laughs> Wirfs. You know, yeah. one of the few players on that offensive line that had actually been there all season and hadn't been dealing with an injury. He is out, and I, I have a feeling he's going to be out for multiple weeks based on what that injury looked like. It's a, listed as an na- ankle and knee injury. And, you know, this was something we talked about going into week two. It's really tough to get to Tom Brady because of how quickly he gets the ball out. But, you know, Tristan Wirfs being out not only affects Brady and his ability to stand in that pocket, it affects the run game. Yeah, and the Bucks' run game really, I, I guess you could say with the rookie, um, has come back alive a little bit. But Leonard Fournette not having a great season uh, right now. I know he's been nicked up in dealing with injuries. He was a question mark for today. But I'm seeing reports they are expecting him to play in this one. But, yeah, I've been surprised on how little this, this Bucks run game has been effective. But Rashad White's kind of injected some yeah. energy to it, you know, with uh, games against Seattle and then against even Cleveland last week, last week he had 64 yards. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Saints are able to deal with that. But, man, we, we talked about this, you know, obviously after that week two loss, how quickly Tom Brady gets the ball out. And I think it was like 1.6 or 1.7 seconds, something like that. I remember you breaking it down and it was just like, you know, because I'm complaining about the lack of sacks and the pass rush getting home, but it's what are you going to do when, when you got a guy getting rid of the ball that quickly? Right. You look for your sacks on, on pass play, on pass downs, right? Third and long, second and long. But if they're throwing it short of the sticks and you're tackling them, you know, that's as good as a sack. You know, you're, you're forcing a punt either way. So that number is a little skewed when it comes to Brady because historically he's been one of the best of all time at getting the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. Going down that list a little bit. So one thing that the Bucks do that the Saints really haven't done all year is use, is take advantage of that doubtful tag. 
I don't I don't think we've seen a Saints player be listed as doubtful all year. The Bucks have several. So safety Mike Edwards and safety Antoine Winfield are both listed as doubtful. And that means that they are probably not going to play. Questionable is on the other side of that. But doubtful means that you're pretty close to being out and they just want to make sure. Um, I think then, they did that to Jameis in London, but I'm not positive. Yes, I think you're right. Cornerback um, <laughs> Sean Murphy Bunting is also on that doubtful list. So those are a, a few big names in the, in the Bucks secondary that you're probably not going to see. And if you do see them, they might be limited. So, you know, there's going to be room to work if you are the Saints and you got Andy Dalton in there. Uh, hopefully, you know, he didn't play when the Bucks faced the Saints in week two. That was still Jameis Winston. So we don't really know how he's going to operate against this defense. No, yeah, a completely different quarterback look. And I know Jameis didn't have a great game against the Bucks, against his old team. Uh, and I know he really wanted and probably lobbied to play in that game when he probably shouldn't have after dealing with those injuries right. in the game against the Falcons. But did manufacture that magnificent comeback week one. But, man, that, Jeff, that seems like – I mean, I guess it is eons ago, but it it's hard to believe yeah. that, you know, that that was week two and we're already in week 13 already. This NFL season really – you know, flies flies by you like you see your children growing up, I guess you could say. Yeah, the problem is we're still talking about all the same issues we were talking about in Week 2. <laughs> but the good, no, right. the good thing is Alvin Kamara is going to play in this game. He didn't play in that Week 2 matchup. It was the Mark Ingram show. And the Saints actually did run the ball pretty effectively in that game. I think Ingram had 10 carries for 60 yards. So, you know, hopefully they can be effective on the ground because you don't want to have force Andy Dalton to sit in the pocket <laughs> with the the Bucks and those those excellent linebackers, those very fast physical linebackers being able to tee off with the A-gap blitzes and all that stuff. But, okay, let's close out this injury report here with the questionable players for the Bucks. You have tight end Cameron Brait, wide receiver Russell Gage from LSU standout, guard Luke Gedeke, if I'm saying that right, running back Leonard Fournette, sure. defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, we all know him pretty well, and then nose tackle yep. Vita Vea. So those are guys to watch. Those are a lot of big names on that Bucks injury report that could, you know, if they miss – that could very, very much impact this matchup for them. Yeah, and I've seen reports, obviously, this morning saying that Vea and Hicks are expected to be a go. Both are dealing with ankle issues, so like you were saying, too, that's something to watch. Obviously, uh, guys that aren't going to be at 100%, but that certainly uh, you would think would stunt the Saints' run game. Both those guys are force up front. Yes, sir. You're listening to First Take on WWL. We're going to come back with Mike Dettelier and Mike D's notebook. Get more into this matchup. Saints-Bucks on Monday Night Football. Keep it locked on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Minus 14. That is the Saints turnover differential on the season to this point. Bucks are plus two, and that's really the story of this season in a nutshell. I'm Jeff Nowak. This is First Take alongside Steve Geller, and we are going to bring in the great Mike Dettelier, WWL's NFL and college football analyst. This is Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional Health System. How are you doing today, Mike? Staying dry? Yeah, so far so good. Uh, you know, Jeff, listen, I, I think you put it absolutely correct. Uh, when we're going to look back at this season, it, it's the missed opportunities and the turnovers um, that, that really did this team in uh, from the start of the season up until now. But here's the crazy part. <laughs> You're still in the race, mm-hmm. okay? That, there's no Usain Bolt that's six yards ahead of you, okay, in the 100-200 in the meter dash here. And this is so reminiscent for me, of 2014, when the Carolina Panthers won the NFC South with a 7-8-1 and one record. The Saints were 7-9 and nine that year. The Panthers won the final four games of the season to win the NFC South. And, and seemingly, it's there, and no one wants to take it. It's like, okay, you got it. It's almost like hot potato. Okay, I don't have it. You got it. Somebody else has got it. And I think you can see here where no one in the NFC South has been able to piece together a string of wins that would have them really above the pack at this stage. And so it's been a crazy year. And, yes, I've experienced it because if you go back at 2014 – it was a very similar type situation when no one really sees the moment until late. And I give Ron Rivera and the Panthers a lot of credit, man, to win four straight like they did uh, to win it. And then here's the crazy part. They win a playoff game with a 7-8-1 record. <laughs> they win the first playoff game. So tonight's huge because I think it doesn't eliminate you completely if you lose, but it makes it really, really difficult. And the winner tonight has got a leg up. It really does, because this is two for one. When you're playing an NFC South team and you're playing a team that you have really matched up well against uh, in in recent years, you've really done a pretty good job going up against them and playing. Even in the first game in the year, early in the year, Yeah. Mark Ingram fumbles the ball. You, you're driving, you're going to score, fumbles the football. And then Winston with a couple of late uh, pass interceptions sort of broke it open. But, uh, you know, you had Brady frustrated. I mean, he was throwing tablets and everything else. He was frustrated. And I think you got to go back to what you do best when you match up against him, and that is to get pressure on him, to frustrate him. Because other than game one, when Fournette went off against the Cowboys, um, they haven't really run the football very well. And you can see up front, 
uh, their offensive line play has been two words, lousy. Yeah, Mike, if there is a game for Dennis Allen to shine, I think it's got to be tonight. He's had a master, I guess, plan for Tom Brady, who has really been not a factor against the Saints since coming to Tampa Bay. Obviously, in the playoffs, he did get that win against the black and gold in the Superdome. But during the regular season, hasn't had really much success. And it's just really impressive the way this defense has you know, been able to stymie him. Now, unfortunately, you don't have one of your big agitators anymore in a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who I know is all up in Tom Brady's grill. Obviously, that famous picture we all know with his arms folded in Brady's face. Uh, Mike has it on his shirt. I got that on his shirt. Me and Abear, we both got the shirts with it on. So, yeah, I I get it. And, um, you know, you start to see, uh, as you get older, as a player, it, it just doesn't all come apart at one time. But little things kind of telltale you things. I watched them last week against Cleveland. Yeah. They really wanted the defense to win that game for them. And basically for three and a half quarters, they did. But I watched Brady and four different times. He missed wide open receivers late in the game. And, and I'm talking about this ain't uh, NFL open. I'm talking about they were high school open, and he missed it. He just missed it, and you could see where, okay, man, what he's done has been unbelievable, and he's the greatest. When you That collection of wins and what he's been able to do has been unprecedented in modern-day football. But we all get old, and it's starting to show on him, and then you add – Three new members across the interior offensive line. Injuries to Tristan Wirfs. No running game. No Gronkowski. And he's like, man, what's happening here? Did I come back for this? Uh, for this part? And you can see his frustration. And it's very early in games you see his frustration. That That's untypical of, of Brady. And so tonight, get after him. And don't let him start to get hot early because I think as you get older in this league, you're almost like a baseball pitcher. Okay, I put the ball in the glove, and if I can throw a couple of really good strikes early on, then I'm on target. But if it starts to be, you know, three and one, three and one, then, you know, I'm struggling now. And so that's what the Saints have to do. And I give Dennis Allen full credit. He's drawn up a game plan against Brady that other teams have duplicated. They can't do it because maybe they don't have the same players the Saints do on defense, but they're duplicating what was successful. And I think also over a course of time that gets on film, that comes back to bite you on the backside. No doubt. No. So one guy who I I am worried about, you know, he's questionable. I expect him to play is Vita Vea, and I'm worried about him not only because he's an incredible player, he's a dancing bear, he's one of those guys, but he's also going to be lining up over Josh Andrews, who, you know, I think he's held up gamely as much as you could hope for a backup center who was on your practice squad when these teams met in week two. But he's going to have his hands full with Vita Vea. What makes him such a good player and so difficult to stop? Uh, I've done this for over 35 years. There are very few big men that can run like him. I mean, athletically that can move like he can. There are a lot of big men, okay, playing this game 
very few guys can that, the movement skills of, of Vita Vea. It just his ability to get off the snap, and it's not about sacks. It's about pressure. He sort of blows up your launch pad because as a quarterback, what you want to do is you want to you know get the ball and then you step up and you make the throw from the launch pad. <laughs> so that big guy steals that away. And now you got Hicks, who has come back from an injury. And, but those two guys played a, a, a huge part in this also, in that they were protective of Devin White. When Hicks was hurt, there was a lot of this stuff of pressure and guys getting to Devin White. The last couple games, Devin has played really well because he's protected by these two big men in the middle, in Akeem Hicks and, and Vita Vea. But, man, uh, there aren't a lot of 355-pound men that can run like what Bea can, and that is part of his specialness as a football player. His movement skills, his ability to break down that interior uh, pocket and chasing down a running back. And you watch him and you say, hey, there's no way that big guy can move like that. Well, yeah, he can move like that, you know, and – it, he, he's amazing to watch, and he's a big part of their defense, not only for what he does, but he frees Devin White. This is not a game about, oh, I want to see a linebacker take that 340-pound that offensive lineman and beat him at the point of attack. Come on, be real. There ain't a lot of linebackers that can do that on a consistent basis. What they do is they give Devin White, both of them, Hicks and Vea, that ability to get around blocks and and do what Devin does best, run like hell. Man, there ain't a lot of 245-pound linebackers that can run like how Devin White can and can pierce into the backfield or run sideways to sideways. So, um, man, Josh Andrews got his hands full tonight. He's going to have to get a little bit of help uh, time and time again from the guard, because, you know, you're not going to be able to just block him one-on-one all night long. He, he's going to take you to school if that's the case because he is a special player. I don't care if he's 75%. His 75% or 80% is as good as most guys 100% in this league. That's how talented uh, Vita Vea is. Mike, some interesting call-ups to the Saints roster from the practice squad. The team's elevated wide receiver, Kirk Merritt, and also tight end Lucas Kroll. It uh, was a, lo- a guy that came into training camp with a lot of buzz around him. What do you think we could maybe possibly expect out of Kroll uh, tonight? Obviously, I'm not expecting a, a huge roll out of him, but what, what does this rookie bring to this team? Yeah, um, you know, I saw him in high school. He was one of the most highly recruited uh, tight ends in the prep ranks. He goes to Florida. And uh, guess who's there? Uh, Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah, I made a good decision on there. Um, You know, transfer portal, he'd have been out of there real fast. But uh, he's a big target receiver. He's not super fast or super quick. He's just got a knack for finding a spot downfield and getting open, kind of sitting down in that little zone or in that little pocket. And he's a big target. 
and he catches the ball well. Now, in training camp, I saw a few times he would do this. He would clap his hands before he makes a catch. Okay, it's it's a quirk, but I, I saw it in a couple of practices. You know, he's running downfield, and he knows the ball's coming to him, and he sort of gives like a little mini clap, and then he catches it. It's almost like a quarterback that would pat a ball before he throws it, but he's sure-handed. He's a big target. Uh, he's not going to be your anchor on the football 400 meter relay team. He's not that type guy. But he can come up with the catches. Got really good eye hand coordination. And man, I mean, I would love to see Kurt. I saw him so much in high school as a running back receiver, and so anxious to see if, if he gets that call up and and he's active, so he can. He got some magic on the field. He's fast. I can't teach that. All right, Mike, thanks so much for the insight. As always, enjoy the game. All right, guys, y'all take care. Thank you. All right, that was Mike D's Notebook. It's brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional Health System. Oakland Heart Rolex time check is three hours but 29 minutes until kickoff on Monday Night Football. Saints, Bucks, stick around. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Back here on First Take, WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. And we can throw to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line now. Let us know what you think, what you think for the score of this game, whether you think the Saints have a chance. Shoot us a text, 504-260-1870. And we're going to go to Jimmy from Gretna. Hey, Jimmy, you're on WWL. Hey, guys. Hey, real, real quick, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. I just want to get your take on the quarterback position. Like you said, it's been a problem all year. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, we know what he is. He hasn't had much success in the, um, you know, the night games on national TV. I hope that changes tonight. I, I think he's played well, considering what we've asked of him this year. Uh, I, I know, I think a week or two ago, I asked you on your show, if Taysom Hill had something in his contract that was kind of like keeping them from giving him so many snaps and, you know, you're looking, and to me, I'm kind of a Taysom Hill fan. I mean, I think they could use him in, in a, a bigger role under center. 
Um, but the Dalton Taysom plans work pretty well. We've been decimated by injuries in key positions, you know, namely Michael Thomas and now Pete Werner and other guys on the offensive line, like the first rounder. But the season's not over. Um, my question to you guys is this. You know, you're seeing Baker Mayfield get cut or, you know, request to be cut. And, um, you know, you got Jimmy G now hurt out for the season. Probably going to decrease his free agent uh, market uh, value. But without a first-round pick, do you foresee us, you know, going in that direction next year? Or, I mean, look, and I'm not the biggest Jameis Winston fan, but I can see where some people who are, you know, let's say hypothetically, God forbid we lose tonight, maybe give the rest of the season to him um, and see what he has. Because we know what Dalton is, and, and chances are at this rate, if we don't get somebody in free agency, you know, that's formidable, uh, Dalton might start next year. So I want to get your take on what you project, assuming that we don't make the playoffs. Let's assume we don't. We don't have a first rounder. What do you see us doing at quarterback next year? All right, Jimmy, thanks for the call. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, we did, yeah, we talked about the Taysom Hill question, which is, is there an escalator in his contract that's preventing him from getting in there or that makes you not want to throw him in there? And it's not really the case. They, he would have had to hit a benchmark last season for his kind of quasi-hybrid contract to kick in, and that's not going to happen. So that's not really on the table. But, you know, I think – I don't think that you're going to see Dennis Allen make a change at quarterback. I think he, we have seen what he is committed to, and that is Dan, Andy Dalton. Um, and I would be surprised if Jameis Winston is on this roster next year just based on that. I don't think you you reverse course and say, okay, Jameis, you're the guy now. I think, you know, that's really tough. Uh, the only way I can see I, – I anticipate Jameis can get in the game is if, you know, just like with Jimmy Garoppolo, there's an injury and you have to put him in. I think he is very much the backup quarterback. Next year, that's a good question. You know, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. I think there is the potential for a guy to fall, and maybe you try to move up into the back end of the first round and, and snag a guy that you're high on. Um, but it's going to be a big question either way. All yeah, right. I think the the uh, real quick the uh, the Saints' likelihood of getting a first round pick seems to be getting more and more for <laughs> me, at least with the Chargers uh, keep on tanking. I just see Sean Payton heading out west, being a Charger next year, hopefully gr- getting their first round pick for the upcoming NFL draft. And who knows who could be available in the mid rounds? I would think in the mid first round, I would think for the Saints then. No doubt. All right, this first take. We're bringing you up till five o'clock, and then we're handing off to the Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff Crew with Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick. Keep it locked on WWL. Back here on First Take, Jeff Nowak and Steve Geller closing out Hour 1. Steve, we got some injury updates heading into the game about a key player. Who is it? Yeah, Sarah Walsh from the NFL Network uh, tweeting out that she was told that corner Marshawn Lattimore is not going to play tonight despite being limited in practice this week, just not quite ready to return from an injury. So it's looking like, unfortunately, we're not going to see another Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans soap opera on the field. And that is that is a disappointment for sure. It's going to be mean bigger roles for Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor, and maybe Bradley Robey if he's out there. All right, that's closing right. out Hour 1 here on First Take. Keep it locked on WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.